Hi, and welcome to the Beloved Bride podcast. This is Misty House, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. This is a podcast for helping women discover their royal identity in Christ and grow in relationship and intimacy with our bridegroom, King Jesus. Well, I'm super excited to bring this message today titled, God Wants to Transform You at the Well, Up the Mountain, or On the Road. Beloved, I have some really good news to share with you today. I also wanted to tell you, I've just released a new book titled Emergence, How to Experience Beauty and New Life in Dead and Dark Places. I wrote this book for women, and it is my deepest desire to help guide gals to walk with the King and grow in intimacy and relationship with Jesus through my testimony, teaching, and storytelling. Through my book, I invite women to come alongside me as I share my enchanting story and take you on a miraculous journey of transformation and redemption. I teach how you can experience beauty and new life in your story and emerge into who you were created to be. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to help lead you to experiencing an emergence in your life through Jesus Christ. In order to emerge into who God's created us to be, we must go through some things. There are specific steps each of us must take throughout our journey. Emergence doesn't just happen. It's intentional. How many of you know that not only is God the creator, but God is a planner. He's strategic in the way he moves and works in our lives. God has an order. How many of you believe that God has a plan for your life, and it's a good one? The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That's a good promise. The Bible also tells us in Genesis that in the beginning and once upon a time, God created the heavens and the earth. He was intentional about it. He was strategic and it was good. Do you know that God was also intentional and strategic when he created you? Not only did he design you wonderfully and fearfully in your mother's womb, but he beautifully constructed a well thought out and perfect plan for your life. Not only did God form you, it is His will to transform you into His own image so that you can mirror His face, reflect His heart, nature, and character, ultimately revealing who He is. This is God's plan and will for us. But before He can use us, we must be spiritually transformed. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. So how do we experience this emergence? 
I want to look into the lives of some of the men and women of faith in the Bible that you're most likely familiar with and share five kingdom keys that each of them experienced throughout their Christian journey. And I believe these are key truths for us today. Transformation is a continual progression of God's work in our lives as we go from glory to glory. Access to God and His transforming presence is ours by the new covenant through the Spirit of the Lord. So point number one, connecting. Apart from God, we can do nothing. We must be connected to Jesus. John 15, 5 says, I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. The branch of the Lord is now Christ living in his people, branching out through them. In order to become who God has called and created us to be, there must be a place of meeting, a place of connecting with him one-on-one. And you can't connect only with him through other people. We must receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. He must live in us so that his power can branch out through us. If we want to experience an emergence, we must first have an intimate encounter with Jesus. As did the woman at the well, Moses on the mountain, and Saul on the road. Each of these chosen by God all shared a run-in with Jesus before being sent out. God met with them personally, privately, uniquely, and suddenly. He connected with them in a specific place at an appointed time. In order for a beautiful butterfly to emerge, first it must connect to something, a branch or a vine, and form a chrysalis. Jesus is the tree of life. In order for us to emerge and experience beauty and new life, we must first connect to the vine and enter into that secret place of abiding in Him if we ever want to branch out. Jesus went out of His way to meet with the Samaritan woman at the well. Moses went up the mountain of Horeb to meet with God at the burning bush. Saul was met suddenly and unexpectedly on the road to Damascus. Rather than reading each of these stories for time's sake, I'm going to give you the misty rundown. So are you ready for this? I have three short poems. The first one is titled, At the Well. The woman at the well runs up the hill to fetch a pail of water. She meets a man, he is a Jew, who tells her everything she ever knew. The woman at the well drops her pail and spills into the city. Could it be? Come and see. Meet the man who filled me. All right, the second one. Up the mountain. Moses went up the mountain. He saw a bush burning. To meet God face to face, his heart had been yearning. At the sound of his voice, Moses bowed down. Remove these sandals. This is holy ground. Now take this staff and let my people go. But Pharaoh will tell you, no, no, no. Wherever I send thee, I am will be. Now go and set my people free. Okay, one more, here we go. On the road. 
Saul went up the road. He met a brilliant light. He fell to the ground, for he was without sight. Who are you, Lord? He said with fright. I am whom you will persecute no more, starting from this night. Get up and go. I will tell you what to do. Your vision will be restored, for I'm not through with you. (laughs) Beloved, God's not through with you either. No matter where you're at, what you've done, or who you've been, God wants to connect with you. Key number two, correcting. When you connect with Jesus, the Word who became flesh, you'll never be the same. This is a place of holy transition and transformation. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 says, God has transmitted His very substance into every scripture, for it is God-breathed. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. As God corrects us and redirects us through His living Word and Holy Spirit, the old man is being stripped away. That regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude and put on the new self, the regenerated and renewed nature, created in God's image, God-like in the righteousness and holiness of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. That's Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. So something is removed, that which is standing in the way of truth and intimacy between God and man, ultimately sin, The past is forgiven. The old man dies so the new man can be revealed. Did you know that when a butterfly goes through metamorphosis, the old body parts are first removed before the new is formed? As God corrects us, He removes things from our lives. For the Samaritan woman, it was her water pill, something she had been carrying and the old way of getting her fill. John 4.28 says, The woman went back to the town, leaving her water pot behind. She had been filled with shame and living in sin. She was a disgrace, and Jesus wanted her to leave all of that behind. For Moses, it was his sandals, the shoes he once filled, and the old way of walking, wandering alone, and wondering who he really is and who God truly is. Exodus 3.5 Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. God wanted Moses to leave his confusion behind, along with his past in the palace, and step onto holy ground, removing what stood between them so that Moses could stand in awe before the one true God. He was a murderer, and most likely an idolater. 
and Jesus wanted him to leave all of that behind. For Saul, it was his sight, the vision he once had in the old way of seeing God's people. Acts 9.8 Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. God stripped him of his sight. He also was a murderer and persecutor of Christians. And Jesus wanted him to leave all of that behind. What does God want you to leave behind? He'll take it from you and you'll never have to carry it, walk in it, or see it again. He'll strip away the old and give the new. There is no sin or shame or guilt that the blood of Jesus cannot remove because God gave us his one and only son to make us new. So something is given. Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Key three, communicating. God wants to speak to you. This is a place of holy revelation. John 10, 27. My own sheep will hear my voice and I know each one and they will follow me. Something is revealed. God speaks to us and reveals himself. The truth is foretold. For the woman at the well, it was, I am he. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. That's John 4, 25 through 26. For Moses, it was, I am who I am. Exodus 3, 13 through 14. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. For Paul, it was, I am Jesus. Acts 9, 3-5 As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. God wants to communicate with you and reveal who He is to you personally, intimately, and uniquely. He desires a real relationship with you and wants you to know Him as your Good Shepherd. He wants you to hear His voice and follow Him into the promised land He has for you. Key 4. Calling Once God has revealed who He is, then He reveals who you are and for what purpose you were created. This is a place of holy provision. God reveals to you your true identity and gives you a glimpse of your royal destiny. It's a special calling He places inside you to help draw others to Him 
through your unique gifts and talents. For the woman at the well, God gives her a testimony, a story to tell of, Jesus told me everything I ever did. For Moses, God gives him a staff to carry out his presence and power to deliver his people. For Paul, God gives him a new name to tell others of his great name. God wants to reveal your true identity and supernaturally equip you for your calling. God has chosen you and called you to carry out his purpose using what he's given you. He wants to put his words of living water inside you to draw others to the well. He wants you to carry his power, authority, and his presence to lead others to the promised land. He wants to give his vision for your destiny to help others see the light. Romans 8.30 From the distant past, his eternal love reached into the future. You see, he knew those who would be his one day, and he chose them beforehand to be conformed to the image of his son so that Jesus would be the firstborn of a new family of believers, all brothers and sisters. As for those he chose before him, he called them to a different destiny so that they would experience what it means to be made right with God and share in his glory. Number five, commissioning. Once you've been called, then you are commissioned to go and shine in righteousness for Jesus. This is a place of holy assignment and fulfillment. You've emerged into a beautiful butterfly, a new creation, so that you can soar, go out and share your testimony of what God's done in you and help others be transformed through the good news, the gospel of Jesus. This is the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19-20 Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance, and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. Once you've experienced an emergence, God commissions you to go, and He promises to go with you as He raises you up in righteousness and glory. Romans 8.30, the AMP version. And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified, declared free of the guilt of sin. And those whom He justified, He also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity. You're empowered and equipped to do everything He's commanded you to do effectively, victoriously, and gloriously. The woman at the well goes into Sashar, shares her testimony, and many become believers. John 4:16. Jesus said, Go, get your husband and bring him back here. And then we skip down to John 4, 29 through 30. Come and meet a man at the well who told me everything I've ever done. He could be the one we've been waiting for. Hearing this, the people came streaming 
out of the village to go see Jesus. Moses goes into Egypt and the Israelites are delivered. Exodus 3.10 So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Paul goes into Damascus to preach the good news and many are shown the way. Acts 9.6 Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Upon each of them having an emergence experience, God said to them all, Go! Each are sent out to go and transform cities, nations, and peoples by telling others about who Jesus is. Crowds emerged, many came to Jesus, and multitudes were saved. John 4.35-36 As the crowds emerged from the village, Jesus said to the disciples, Why would you say the harvest is another four months away? Look at all the people coming. Now is harvest time. Their hearts are like vast fields of ripened grain ready for a harvest. Everyone who reaps these souls for eternal life will receive a reward. But those who plant spiritual seeds and those who reap the spiritual harvest will celebrate together with great joy. Many heroes of the faith share this same story. This is also my story. I have had numerous emergence experiences. I was once the woman at the well. Jesus met me there and he transformed me. I left my past, my shame, and my old life behind. God continues to perfect his miraculous work in me. I'm emerging into who he's called me to be. Each day as I look into the mirror of God, I'm reflecting his nature, his image, and his glory. I'm going out sharing my story with all who have ears to hear. I'm inviting all who are thirsty to come to the well and meet Jesus for themselves so that they too can emerge into a new creation. This is what it's all about. People coming to know Jesus. It's not so that you can be recognized, but so He can be revealed through you. It's not about us being identified, but about Him being glorified. It's not about us being reformed, it's about others being reborn. If you're a new creation, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives inside of you. You've been resurrected out of darkness, redeemed from the pit, and raised to new life so that you can help others experience beauty and new life in dead and dark places. This book, Emergence, is my testimony of come and meet a man at the well who told me everything I've ever done. It's my creative expression of who God is, what He's done for me, and what He can do for you using my unique gifts and talents to help others come to know Him. It's my greatest prayer that many will become believers because of my testimony, my love story of who Jesus is. We are to become Christ's messengers and ministers. So you go, girl. I know that sounds cliche to say, but seriously, what else could we do that matters more with the short time we're here than bringing heaven down to earth? Did you know that the average lifespan of a butterfly is about a month? And monarchs live about nine months. 
when they emerge, they take flight. They know if they're going to get very far, they've got to get after it. No time to lose. They're intentional. They're strategic. God created them that way. Your life in this world is but a whisper. You better get out and get her done while you still have breath in your lungs. This world needs the beauty you bring. So go, get it girl. God created you for such a time as this. He was intentional about how he designed your wings and he was strategic in determining when and where he wants you to use them. He has a plan for your life. What's your story going to be? Is it going to be his story? Listen, God can use your story for his glory. He can turn around what the enemy meant for harm and use for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. This is what our good God does. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. Instead of our ashes, he bestows on us a crown of beauty. Instead of our mourning, he gives us the oil of joy. Instead of a spirit of despair, he gives us a garment of praise. He can do this for anybody. You know something else each of these men and women of faith had in common? They were all heathens. Saul was out slaying people. Moses was enslaving people and the woman we don't even know her name was out sleeping with people. They were some dirty, rotten scoundrels, a bunch of misfit toys. It wasn't like God looked at them and said, there's a good one, I choose her. No, God looked through them and said, I can change all of that. If God can transform a heathen like that, and God can save a wretch like me, I promise he can use a person like you. There's nothing our God can't do. He can use anybody, a nobody, a busybody. As long as you're connected to his body, he can use you. Thank you, Jesus. It's time to emerge. Listen, I was a mess. I'm still not perfect, but God chose me. He loves me. He's working in me. He's using me and he can use you too. Philippians 1, 6 says, I am confident that the Creator, who has begun such a great work among you, will not stop in mid-design, but will keep perfecting you until the day Jesus, the Anointed, our liberating King, returns to redeem the world. We don't know when that day will be, but we do know He's coming soon. In the meantime, let's be used to pre prepare the way for the Lord. We are the modern-day messengers. John the Baptist's first encounter with Jesus was a womb-to-womb -womb encounter. He leaped for joy. He was ready to go even before his birth. Jesus was revealed to him, and he was excited to reveal Jesus to others. John's encounter with Jesus later on as a mature believer humbled him when asked by Jesus to baptize him. The presence of Jesus, His glory, righteousness, power, kindness, care, and love humbled John and caused him to believe in someone greater than himself. I believe that one of the 
the greatest things we could ever do to honor Jesus is allow Him to use us and operate through our giftings and callings, serving His kingdom purpose, to help others be prepared to meet Him on the day of His return. At His calling, we should all leap for joy. You can have an emergence experience. Your transformation can help transform others. Your personal encounter with Jesus can help others personally encounter Jesus. Your emergence can help lead to the emergence and harvest of many souls in God's kingdom. This is the life of following Jesus. Go, tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the Messiah. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the Great I Am. No matter where God chooses to meet us throughout our wilderness journey, whether it's at the well, up the mountain, or on the road, our commission is to invite others to come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Meet the man. Meet the man. Meet the man who filled me, changed my life, and set me free. He can give you living water. You'll never thirst again. Isaiah 49, 9-10 You will say to the prisoners, Come out! And to those who are in dark dungeons, Emerge! They will graze beside the roads. On all the slopes they will find pasture. They will not be hungry or thirsty. The sun's oppressive heat will not beat down on them, for one who has compassion on them will guide them. He will lead them to springs of water. God wants to transform you. He wants you to look like Him. He wants to work in you, so one day He can work through you. The keys to your emergence experience are found in connecting, correcting, communicating, calling, and commissioning. Have you connected with Jesus personally? Have you met Him and invited Him to come into your life and be your Lord and Savior? Apart from Him, you can do nothing of eternal value for the kingdom and glory of God. He wants to connect with you daily. Are you willing to allow Him permission to correct you and transform you through His Holy Spirit? Are you communicating with Him? Has He revealed to you who He is? Do you hear His voice? Do you know His Word? Are you following Jesus? Has He revealed your calling? Do you know your true identity in Christ? God has a good plan for your life. Are you ready to walk in your purpose using your unique gifts and talents? Are you ready to be commissioned? Are you ready to go out and tell others about who Jesus is? Are you ready to soar into your royal destiny? Girl, it's time to go. Transform the world, expand His kingdom, and tell somebody about your emergence experience. Maybe there are some listening to my voice today who are hearing about Jesus for the very first time. Or maybe you've heard about Him, 
but don't know him personally. Beloved, if you've never connected with Jesus, you can meet him today and get grafted into his vine right now so that his power can branch out through you in a unique and personal way. No one else can be who God's created you to be. No one else can do what God's created you to do. The Bible says in Romans 10:9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you believe and want to get connected with Jesus, you can pray this prayer out loud. You can repeat this after me. Right now, just say, Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I believe you are the Son of God, that you died for my sins on the cross, that you were raised from the dead and are now enthroned in heaven. I confess you as my Savior. Transform me. Teach me to hear your voice. Lead me, Holy Spirit. Help me to walk in your will. I have decided to follow you, Jesus. Thank you for making me new. Help me to emerge into who you've created me to be and do all you've called me to do. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer and believed in your heart what you were confessing, then welcome into the family of God. You're a new creation. Now go and tell someone about your first emergence experience. Ladies, one last thing before you take flight. Please go and get my book, Emergence, and learn how you can experience beauty and new life in your story and emerge into who God's created you to be. It's available now online. You can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. So go get your copy today. God wants to connect with you through this story and reveal to you His glory. God bless you. Well, I pray this message will be a blessing to you. Thank you for joining me today. Remember that as a daughter of the King, you are the beloved bride of Christ and your bridegroom, King Jesus, is crazy in love with you.